Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast with LF Insights, where we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrew and I'm here with Nick Hare and Peter Coggill of LF Insights and this week we're discussing the 2016 wave of celebrity death. So, thus far, 2016 has not been a good year to be a celebrity, with every few days another celebrity being reported dying. I'm thinking of the likes of David Bowie, Terry Wogan, Victoria Wood, Ronnie Corbett, Paul Daniels, Prince, Alan Rickman, and I'm sure there's some that I've missed. Um, and I understand that the BBC has already let, allotted extra time for one of its end-of-years um, obituary broadcasts. Um, I'm not sure if that's quite the right phrase. Um, but there's been so many deaths, that's what's happened. I believe it's been doubled from half an hour to an hour. So, um, I don't know if we're going to start with Nick or Peter, but tell us what's going on. Are there really more celebrities dying and how does this relate to risk and analysis? Um, so, yeah, I think the I think it really is quite well covered in uh, comment sections of papers and websites about why this is the case. And I think generally it boils down to the fact that there are just many more celebrities out there um, reaching the age that they're going to start dropping off the perch. So... Um, Think of it this way, if you, there's, 50 years ago we had two, maybe two and a half channels on TV and that was the main celebrity outlet. Um, now we have many more for channels of media uh, and sort of celebrities proper cropping up and uh, availability of information and media that we've never had before. So the chance of having heard about somebody is much greater these days than it was 50 years ago. Um, so there are sort of just generally more people that you would class as a celebrity uh, and now as they're all getting older, the, the death rate will just appear to go up. Okay, so so I think this has been, that sort of has been, that's our kind of starting point, right? Because I think that's been reasonably well covered. It's quite similar, there's more celebrities around, and and also when people started becoming famous, is in the 1960s or, or, or slightly earlier, and it's the baby boomers are just generally dying off, and we see more of it um, because they're celebrities. So I guess from there, where can we go? So what what, what can we add to that, Nick? Yeah, first of all, is is Paul Daniels dead? Is that? Uh, yeah, he is. Okay, I yeah, missed did you that miss one. that one? I did, I'm afraid. Yeah, shame, so apologies to his uh, to his family. Um, but uh, yeah, the I suppose uh, here, first thing I want to ask is, what's the question? We're kind of saying, look, what's going on? There's all these celebrities dying. What is the question? Oh, what am I? So you're looking at me saying, yeah. what is the question? What's, Sorry. what's the question about, you know, when we're, we're trying to say, well, this kind of seems weird. But right. what question are we trying to answer? OK, I guess the way what we're saying is, is it, it's at the forefront of people's minds because every other day there's a celebrity dying. We're not used to it. OK, so I guess the question is people are just asking, why are more celebrities dying? So maybe that's the first question. People saying, why, why are so many celebrities dying? I, yeah. So the, the interesting thing is what? that means when someone says what why you know, why is it that this demands an explanation um why, why did we not say you know 10 years ago why are so few celebrities dying what's what's going on when we identify something as strange enough to require explaining um and i think if you look at the process that we use to try and answer the question it actually mirrors quite nicely the the scientific method so we we note it let's just if we start with the assumption that celebrities die at random mm. so that you get roughly the same number each year that it's a sort of stable statistical process generating celebrity deaths 
then uh, our brains have have picked up that that actually the the seeing um a series of i think the figures were the bbc had sort of 12 celebrity deaths last year in the same period and this mm-hmm. year 24 uh, and that's measured by a celebrity being um you know famous enough to to warrant having a having an obituary on the on the bbc yeah um so it, our brains have collectively picked up that that will be unusual under the hypothesis that celebrity deaths are, are generated by a stable a stable process mm. so what what happens then um we start looking for an alternative explanation a more sophisticated model in this case and i think you know the, the generally people have converged on the things that peter suggested which are actually these things aren't um, a stable uh, a stable process what they are is generated by a process which has a long lag and and where there's a kind of bow wave of celebrities um coming from the 1960s which should and so the theory being that over the next few years we should see it level off but it's interesting that 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 process is exactly what what scientists do when they say actually this the data about for example mercury's orbit yeah. doesn't seem consistent with um with what we understand about newtonian mechanics mm. is there something else going on and and are thus prompted to come up with a better theory yeah so okay hold on so leveling leveling off that means um in the future we can expect the same amount of um or similar amount of celebrity deaths we should get used to this kind of rich environment of obituaries and so on and and the bbc should sort of now you know it should be one year broadcast every year right the the the, the well, the as, obituary program. Assuming that um, the sort of rate of growth of proportion of overall population of the celebrities continues to increase, then yes, there will be ever more celebrities. Okay, so it will increase because you were mentioning levelling off. How are we well, talking about how, increasing? Well, how, yeah, but I, I, I suspect there's probably a kind of um, a cognitive maxima of the number of people that any one person can consider a celebrity. <laughs> uh, it, it's somewhat related to the sort of number of people you can say that are your best friends that, are, that you know reasonably well, that are yeah. acquaintances. Um, so there'll be a there'll be a point at which uh, it, it will probably just sort of level off because there's a, a maximum capacity for everyone watching television all the time to uh, to get uh, to, to sort of get a feel for who sure. who are celebrities and who are not. Yeah, and I think just to, at the risk of sounding like an open university professor, this is again this is part of the scientific process. Is we're making these predictions. We're yeah. saying if our model is correct, and we're essentially the 1960s, just for various reasons, led to an increase in the overall percentage of the population who were celebrities and in absolute numbers then um then we will expect to see that rate of deaths increase and then flatten off now actually uh, we're then prompted to say well if that doesn't happen what other models might be going on i think peter's touched on something which is worth thinking about which is actually what is the what is the rate what what are the drivers of of production of celebrities and and uh, actually is there a sweet spot of the sort of media coverage which produces a maximum amount of celebrities Mm. such that if you increase the number of people if we start now we have you know youtube stars we've got people who've been on big brother for one series Mm. it could be that actually there are more celebrities who are collectively less famous now yeah or or rather individually less famous so there's still perhaps the same amount of celebrity but it's but it's spread out more so it might be that actually the 1960s and 70s were we will look back on them as the golden age of celebrities because they were just enough um that uh we everyone sort of knew who they were yeah 
but not too many that they weren't just completely obscure. So, so you know, when when we have when when people who were on the second series of Big Brother die, yeah. will they get an obituary on the BBC? I, I doubt it. So, I mean, so this is celebrity as a as a limited commodity. Let's say, let's call it that for a moment. So that means in in fifty years' time, when poor Peter Andres sort of shuffles off his mortal coil, is that. Um, it might not be as widely reported, but that kind of reflects the um, the environment. By which I mean, when Frank Sinatra dies, or died rather, everyone knows Frank Sinatra all around the world, and so he gets you know um, columns and columns of obituary. Whereas fifty years from now, we've got all these minor celebrities, and also you'll have um, and the news feeds that it goes goes out to are more fragmented as well. So it's just a reflection. I mean, I don't know. Am I on something here? Am I right? Yeah, it's, no, it's I a reflection I, of the from see, fragmented I, sense, the fragmented fragmentation of the media. I, I feel, I feel like that's mirrored in the um, in the way that's the the amount. If you think of the um, the demand for music, um, which which when when music was expensive to produce, uh, meant that you could sustain these huge um, media companies who would spend lots of money developing bands and identifying them, and because they could make lots of money because it was expe- they, there was a, effectively a constriction on the on the amount of um, music you could produce mm-hmm. uh, now music is more or less free and the music industry is sort of in crisis and uh, and I think perhaps it's the same with celebrities now you know being a celebrity is very very cheap mm-hmm. so so there's a lot more of it but it's but it's perhaps you know lo- of lower quality well it's inflation right that's what it is well I think although I'd say it's driven by the lower by a, by a much lower cost in the production but, of celebrity sure. so, think, so everyone's doing the, it I think there's a sort of there are drivers for production of celebrity, but ultimately a celebrity is defined by somebody who lots of people have heard of, right? So yeah. that's sort of kind of what defines a celebrity. If you go ask one in 10 people uh, and they've heard of the person, then you can probably say that's a, that person is, is a celebrity. It's sort of a defining thing. But so that I think what, what, le- what will be the eventual limit on this commodity, as you put it, uh, Fraser, mm. the eventual limit will be this sort of overall cognitive capacity and spare time that people have got to de- devoted to learning about other people. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be all these limits that are coming off, like the, the availability of media, that was a limiting factor that meant that before, before the 70s, 80s, 90s, there were just fewer celebrities you could hear about. Yeah. Now that's not the case. Now it's going to be how much pe- time have people got to spend using their brains, reading, watching TV, and uh, learning about people. But this is, but I, yeah, absolutely. But this is also, I think my point is a good one about is about inflation because it is. We will be the judge of that (laughs) because we've got, you know, this, this is, this is. You're, you're an economist. This is classic economics where you've got more and more of a of a certain commodity and just or whatever it might be, and so just by nature of having more and more of it, it becomes devalued, right? Um, Necessarily because you've got oversupply, right? but also, this makes me think back to, uh, you know, we we're all kids of the 70s and 80s. You know, of, we all knew when we were eight, nine years old, um, what was number one that week, right? In in, in in the hit parade, you know, on top of the... Yeah. <laughs> we're not quite that old, not a hit parade. But um, you always knew what number one was, right? Um, whereas was now no one, I don't think anyone does. I don't, I don't think young kids do. Um, is there? Do they still have number ones? I think so. I guess yes, they do. I think they do. I don't know how they work but it out. I think they have lots of multiple number ones. So Spotify has but, its own number one, and different sure. channels have. Yeah, their and own actually, one, one, something that I've always uh, wondered is why people listen to music that's just come out. Like why people 
overwhelmingly disproportionately listen to music that happens to have just come out um in in the sense that people tend to listen for, to music that they you know that has come out in the last three or four years yeah. um whereas there's actually you know what that you should expect people to be you know if people liked some music that was from the 1940s and they listened to that in the 1940s well it's still the same music people should still be listening to it now um and i think the internet you know the ready availability of of, of music uh, from everywhere. I it could be that in future you you will see just less focus on things that have just come out and right. more focus on things uh, forever. Or at least you, you know in in, in the um, in the sixties, seventies, and eighties you couldn't. You just simply couldn't go and listen to music from the nineteen forties. It wasn't available. Sure. Now you can. Um, so at the very least, you you might expect there to be less of a focus in general on things that are current, and and more in, of a focus on things that are good. That relates very. In, in, the, the interesting relates to the sort of the interesting factor part of the, uh, the 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 concept of popular culture, popular music. It's a genre in its own right, but it, the, the only defining factor is that lots of people are currently listening to it. Um, it has no sort of common qualities to it, um, so pop pop music could be will eventually sort of if it re, if it survives history and people yeah. still care about it will eventually get sort of recategorized into different types of music. Yeah, but that Peter Andre will be considered to be classical music at some point, um, and it will sound very old fashioned. What do you mean at some point? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, also brilliant already anyway. Um, Okay, look, just one, one, one thing before we, we wrap up um, and just to sort of slightly lower the tone. Who is the most famous person you've ever met? Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met? I suppose, um, it, oh, well, it depends what you mean by met. If you, if you mean stood near, then stood it, would, near. it would have to be the Queen. Okay, that's um, good. If it, if it was actually someone who I actually touched, I don't know, maybe uh, Peter can... <laughs> if you've got, I, I did, I got... I, 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 um, was beaten in a poker tournament by Sir Clive Sinclair. Okay, that's a good. No, that we'll leave it there. That's a good one. What I've, about you? I, Peter? I've met Trace Yemin quite a few times. Um, the famous artist. Well, that's right, because I know you've got a connection. Um, I yeah, I once saw the Queen go by in a car, but probably my closest brush is I demonstrated against Bill Clinton uh, when I was at university. I didn't re. I actually had. I just finished my finals, and there was not much to do that day. And someone told me Clinton was in town. What was he supposed to have done wrong? The word that was good actually. There was about four different protests going on. One this is in 1994. He just visited an Italian fascist um, on his way to us. Secondly, it was in the wake of the kind of whole in. I, I smoked, but I didn't inhale, and so there were lots of people holding up inhale signs. Um, and then there was a third lot who was because he was costing the university a lot of money to just to visit, and so it was protests against looking back what were quite reasonable student fees. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, that's my kind of so brush sort of a shop, perfect shoppers day for, for <laughs> yeah, everyone. I was a, fancy I, protest, don't really know, don't really care what my <laughs> my, my cause is. But yeah, lots of opportunities. Exactly. And I was at the front of the protest, and the person next to me got who was quite rabble riser got grabbed by the police and chucked into a van. It was all quite well. I, actually, you know, just to relate it to what we we're talking. About, about there's the question of whether protest is easy now um and and whether or not in future we can expect to see there being more protesting but of a less 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 high quality than it was back in your day okay that's good i like that that's related and uh, let's keep our powder dry on that uh, for another one uh chaps thank you very much so we'll wrap up there and um so thanks as always for joining us on the cognitive engineering podcast uh, with Aleph insights i'm fraser mcgrew we've been here with peter coggill and nick Hare. thank you very much and until next time Bye-bye.